What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner Riffs and Awaits. I'm Nate. It's your boy Trent. And I'm Sebastian. And today, we're back. Six new albums, new tunes for the people like you. Let's get this shit. Starting off with the new album here from Boris W. Take it away, Sebastian. I'm actually really excited to talk about this one first. Um, I really, really like this album. Uh, just the wispy nature at the beginning of the singer's voice um, and like the sound production from there, just like how it just really incorporates into the sound. And then from there, just how eerie it fucking gets. Oh my God. Like this is, it gets so gross at some points and I just can't get enough of it, man. It's chilling. The energy is great, especially in like the buildup for uh, the song Fallen. Like, oh my God. Like I just... I really do like the diverse, like, contrast between everything uh, in this album. It's, like, super abrasive. It's just, it just fucks you up a lot. Uh, and then it also just, like, can hum you to sleep if you're not paying too much attention to it. Uh, I also really like the just absolute bitch slap of Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, I just thought that was awesome. Uh, and but I will say one thing: the the only thing that kind of ruined the album for me, and I'm not saying it brings it down drastically because I I'm, I gave it a pretty fucking generous rating, uh, was the ending. I did not like that last song. The rest of the album was just very just chilling, mesmerizing, captivating, just all these like you know adjectives and all that shit. And then this fucking like chill like. Yeah, it just regular ass, non-industrial, non-crazy song comes in and it just kind of slows down everything. And I don't know, like the if you honestly would have just reversed the order of the album, I feel like it would have been such a better album experience for me. And I might just do that myself. But yeah, honestly, I really wish the ending could have just smacked me a little bit harder. You know, this was more like a middle school like play where you get slapped. I, I need like a fucking Broadway, you know, fucking Bernadette Peters bitch slap right now. And unfortunately, it did not do that at the end, but it did it for the rest of the album. It's just Bernadette, you know, kind of held back for that last one. Um, Yeah, overall, I really liked it. I just cannot believe i was kind of missing out on this band and thank god they got quite a fucking lengthy discography so i'm gonna check them out more nine out of ten good shit yeah that discography is quite lengthy to say the least uh this is their 27th album to date did not realize that they started in the 90s either so that's that's pretty impressive like i will definitely give credit where credit's due um in terms of this album to me it seems like it's been very split it's whether you know you you either really like this album or you don't as much and i'm kind of in the latter spectrum i think it's mainly because of the experimental direction that they went in with this one specifically i don't know it's just nothing really stuck out to me and there were definitely moments on here that felt like weirder i guess like i think it was the song invitation of the fallen actually no yeah i'm pretty sure it was the fallen the one that had like the much heavier riffs and everything in that one like i don't know for some reason that just felt very off with the rest of the album and even like a couple other moments in there as well but i know that like i or at least i've heard that that's their 
kind of style, you know, and like I respect it. That's cool. I like I said, the experimentation is really interesting with this one, but yeah, I just really did not vibe with this album as much, even when it first came out with a couple months ago. Like I listened to, I think, yeah, yeah, the day it came out, I did check this one out, and no, no, it just really didn't do it for me. But it. it don't let that, like, you know, be a deciding factor of whether or not to check it out, because obviously, you know, Sebastian you seem to really enjoy this one, and if you like that experimentation side, I mean, there's some shoegaze elements in there, a little dream pop, little, I would, I, would, I guess you could say, like, I know they're known for drone metal, you know, just really, like, droning, kind of shit, so if you like that, that's definitely for you, too, as well as the rest of their discography, but for me, it's not... It's not it. Uh, it's a five and a half for me. Uh, definitely something I'm not really going to go back to, but I would also consider going into their discography more just to see, you know, what's popping in there. What else have they been up to? Because maybe there's going to be something in there that I like. I mean, considering you have 26 other albums, I, I think I'll at like at least one, but only time will tell. Trent, take it away. Um, so yeah, with this one, uh, it was, uh, sadly, um, it was just, I don't know, I don't know what it was. I really couldn't tell you what it was. Um, but I don't know. It was, I guess the, the, the mixing for me, I don't know if I could call it the mixing, but like sometimes the, everything just like overpowered i i know i know what you mean though because there's definitely some like interesting you know choice mixing and production on this one yeah uh and the vocals overall really were just annoying to me um so yeah i don't i gave it a five because i there were still some enjoyable parts to it um like the instrumentals for what they were i enjoyed and some of the vocal parts i didn't mind but uh, overall, kind of a yikes uh, at a 5 out of 10. So There you go. All right. Well, moving along, we got a new album here from Vane titled This World is Going to Ruin You. All right. So Vane, they are a metalcore slash hardcore group. They uh, kind of blew up with their debut album. Uh, what was that one called, though? I never fully listened to it. Uh, but I did hear really good things about it. It's the one with the eye on the cover, Error Zone. I've heard really good things about it. Uh, I even think, was it Slipknot that like kind of like gave it a, like a shout out? Some some big known uh, band, you know, gave it a shout out, and that was actually pretty cool. Them uh, considering that like you know, that was the debut album for Vane, and it's like, all right, cool, you're getting your name out there. That's awesome by someone popular, and. You know, I still kept an eye on them, and seeing that they came out with an album, I was like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll do this and everything. Um, however, they got themselves in a bit of controversy literally a day before the album dropped. And uh, I'm trying to find the exact thing about it, because uh, it was posted in the group. I'm going to like look for like five more seconds. If I can't, I'll just give a basic rundown. Uh, three, two, one, can't find it, who cares? Okay, basically what happened was the the night, that night on Thursday, or uh, maybe it was Wednesday night, they were at a venue where they destroyed the venue's equipment that they borrowed. They supposedly uh, called some people in the crowd pussies, uh, who, from basically people who were asking them to, like, you know, 
it was the, I, I believe like the venue owners or like someone who worked there like hey you're gonna pay us back for the thing and they were calling them pussies and everything and at the end of the show the band along with another one i think they were called like momentum or something like that another hardcore band jumped some people threatened them with guns and uh, allegedly slapped a woman that was there, like one of the girlfriends or whatever, from what I heard. Uh, so not a good image to uh, put yourself in literally a day before your album came out. Um, there's still some speculation going around, too, where it's like, oh, no, they actually did pay back the venue. Uh, and just, oh, no, that, not fully. That didn't happen. But there's a lot of people saying it did. It's a, it's a very fucky situation. And it's not a good image, like I said. But I, shit happens, I guess. It's, it was just wild. It's just wild to hear that when you literally are a day away. At this point, I think it was less than a day away from your, like, second album that's getting, like, you know, it's kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anticipated, you know? But nevertheless, uh, despite that going into the album, I still kind of went in there with, like, you know, middle ground expectations from, like, you know, music like this and i would say like controversy aside it's not a bad album it's what you would expect from like any sort of metalcore hardcore crossover kind of thing um i really do like the slight new metal touches that they do at times although i wish it was a little bit longer because like literally the song that it's on i couldn't tell you the exact name but i know it was like around two minutes or less which is most of the album on here unfortunately it's not really a uh, a long sit-through album uh other than the last song which is like seven minutes but it actually was a uh, pretty cool song that being a funeral sound um but no there's just some heavy hitting moments if that's your thing uh some good songs on here i'd say would be uh the killer womb Fear and Nonfiction, Inside Design, Hell Knight, and uh, Orgy in the Morgue. It was a interesting song choice there, uh, which featured Bones, but I could not tell where Bones was. Bones being the rapper, uh, I'm assuming. Like, that's the only other Bones I know other than the UK band, but pretty sure it would be more apparent if it was that one. But, I mean, it's still cool. Like I said, just a lot of songs are really quick, and I wish it was a little bit longer. Um, but, hey... It's a good style of music, and hopefully they uh, they don't dig themselves a deeper hole in the uh, situation that they're already in. But uh, as for this album, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Definitely worth checking out. Take it away, Trent. All right, so for me, uh, I gave it a Music Corner 7. Um, overall, I mean, you know, it's metalcore so um <laughs> one thing i the most thing that i enjoyed off this album was that you could hear the bass and that was fucking amazing because you don't get that with metal albums nowadays with just being able to fucking hear it and how you know gritty it was it was so nice um because it kind of reminded me of uh testaments titans of creation from was that last year or two yeah. years ago yeah yeah um, it's exactly what it reminded me of so i was like oh fuck yeah and that was a that was a top 10 for me um, this one didn't have like that, th what I wanted it to have overall, but, um, and I actually didn't fucking know about the, the whole controversy going on. So that makes that even a little funnier. Um, but no, I, um, yeah, I overall, um, it was, it wasn't too bad. Seven out of 10. Good shit. Sebastian, take it away. Yeah, so with this one, uh, it's a little bit of just, you know, it's it's a pretty good metal. 
Uh, I definitely enjoyed some of the more uh, new metal uh, pieces right here, as like Nate stated. I like the record scratches. <laughs> I just kept thinking of like early era, just like fucking Slipknot shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Slipknot, yeah. Yeah, I, you know me, I did not listen to Limp Bizkit growing up at all. Because it's not just a, one of those things. Nah, I just, I can't, I can't get into them. I've tried, but, uh, you know what, Fred Durst is a cool dude. But, back to the band itself, Blood in, uh, Blood Incantation. I keep wanting to say Incarceration. Nope, because... it, this is vain. Oh, vain, I'm so sorry. Um, that was horrible of me. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, <laughs> pretty vain of me to say, but I... <laughs> I do like the band uh, quite a bit here. Um, you know, it just it's pretty pretty chunky, man. It's it just slaps you and it's a really good kind of slap, you know, it's that Bernadette Peters aforementioned bitch slap. I fucking love it. Um yeah, I mean it goes pretty hard. Uh the only thing I will say that was like a really low point and it did not appear anywhere else in the album, thankfully. Uh, was the song of fear in nonfiction with Geoff Ricky Rickley? Yeah, Geoff Rickley. Uh, those cleans, man. Holy shit! I don't think the guy's a bad singer, but the producer did not make it seem like he is at all. Uh, his falsetto was not off pitch or bad. It was just really, really quiet. It would just be like talking like this. Listen to. You know, it just it's super quiet, super hard to understand. Not to mention it's just super thin in the mix. Like absolutely like the thinnest part. Like this is where normally a bass would fit in for these kind of metal albums, but thankfully the bass is louder than the vocals somehow, which is what the fuck happened here kind of thing for me. Um but other than that, the rest of the album is pretty tight. Um I am also very confused because I could not even remember a Bones feature until I looked at this track list again. And yeah, I really, I listened to it while uh, Nate and Trent were talking and I still can't find Bones. He's trying, it's like trying to find bass in uh, Injustice for All. Just can't. You can't find them. Can't find them Bones, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, honestly, them Bones aren't me because I can't find shit. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's good though good reference yeah thank you i i i was listening to that one today earlier um but yeah this album uh i'm gonna give this one another music corner seven as well uh you know if you like that like that heavy big throttly stuff i mean hey you'll like this shit it's you know it's just shit i have not not heard before absolutely all right well moving along we got a new album this time uh, blood incantation uh time wave zero Take it away, Trent. Uh, which one? Oh, it was Blood Incantation. Shit, you said Time Wave Zero. I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, Blood Incantation. Uh, woo! This is a seven out of ten for me. Um, honestly, in I enjoyed it. Uh, it got me through my work day. Uh, just like the weird shit that it was. I didn't like the first like song is like what seven minutes, I think and like yeah. it's just it's the whole album is like literally just like white noise <laughs> um but it was it was really cool it kind of it gave it it reminded me of uh phaedra by what is that tangerine dream a little bit um i think that's what that it, yeah i think it is tangerine dream uh 
yeah, it kind of reminded me of that, and that was really cool. Um, but I really, I thought it was literally just going to be a deathcore, like, fucking, like, beatdown type of thing. I mean, look at the fucking, their album, or their, uh, their logo, you know? Right. I was going to say, too, it's even, like, like, the previous album with, like, the alien on the cover and everything. It's like, oh, this is going to be some gnarly shit. And, and it was just, like, it was whack shit. And I was, I fucked with it. It, get, it threw me for a loop, and it was, it was good. Uh, I probably will come back to this one if I just need something to just get me through the day. It'll definitely be this album. So it was it was good. Seven out of ten. Awesome. Sebastian, take it away. Uh, yeah, this is pretty uh, ethereal. Um, I like the atmosphere quite a bit. I Honestly, it didn't really board me out too much. I listened to this while opening up for work. And um, I had a couple of my friends at work who were like, oh, shit, you listen to Ethereal? And I'm like, I did not know this was such a big thing, but I guess I do now. Um, <laughs> honestly, I would just like to drop some DMT, float around space to this. It's pretty cool. Um, I unfortunately don't have too much to say other than that. I mean, it's a pretty seamless album. It doesn't really, like, doesn't really stay around on one idea too much and it doesn't really try to do anything too uh spectacular as well it just it sticks to its guns at least the guns i assume it has for other albums and it just honestly it's a good just forward train you know there's no breaks in the track and there's um you know no ice patches like the polar express you know no tokyo drifting this shit is just straightforward and it's pretty decent um yeah i mean that's all i got to say i wish i had more to say about this type of music but it's still relatively not my uh thing but i still enjoy it nonetheless i'm giving this one a nice eight out of ten because honestly i can just listen to this and not even get bored of it i will say that uh this is not at all like their uh la- <laughs> last album because uh this band is actually a death metal band uh, a tech death metal band with psychedelic influences, uh, which was very apparent on their last album, Hidden History of the Human Race, uh, which is a four-song album that's 36 minutes, so only long boys on that one, <laughs> um, with the last song on there being like 18 minutes. Um, so I really wasn't expecting uh, literal ambient music the entire time, which... You know, it's it's there. It exists. Um, yeah, I just I, I I unfortunately was a little bit bored with it, just because I was expecting like at least some sort of like death metal influence. You know, like I, I had no clue that we're gonna go into this direction. So that that definitely like took a toll on the uh, the rating I gave it and everything. But for you guys, I get it. Cause I'm sure like you never heard of this band but they they are making like some waves i guess in like the uh the death metal scene at least like with just their unique sound that doesn't i mean with the psychedelic stuff you know that don't really see that too much in death metal um so it's pretty cool to have some sort of diversity and you know it to an extent it is cool to have like this sort of um diverse you know direction that you're going into by like adding a completely different sound to your music you know nothing wrong with that but it, no, it's just not for me, unfortunately. I gave it a five and a half. I was very bored with it. Um, it all it truly did all sound exactly the same to me. Um, but 
hey, if you if you enjoy it, like there is obviously like you know there's a market for this kind of music. So if that's your thing, go right for it. Definitely will be worth it for you. But all right, halfway point now. Before we get to the other half of the album, though, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we are back. All right, hopping into another album here. We got a new one from Eels, Extreme Witchcraft. Take it away, Sebastian. Man, for an album that's called Extreme, it sure as hell plays it safe because, man, this is derivative as hell. Um, I will say it doesn't sound too bad. It's not, I don't know, it's it's not like a uh, Lumineers or like a Mumford & Sons where it's like the gimmick kind of wears out by the like second song or like I guess second single or something, but this isn't too, too bad. Uh, the mixing isn't horrible. I think the uh, distortion and fuzz throughout just has like pretty good tasteful incorporations uh nothing too crazy um like i said man just chill it's uh it's just a straightforward rock album and honestly i just i wish there was more modern stuff added to it um i i used to fuck with this kind of music a lot but as my tastes have gotten more uh how should i say just weird and um just like I, I guess, like, um, pretentious, if you will. Uh, this kind of shit just doesn't really do it for me anymore. But I will say it is just a very, just one note, just, if you like this, if you like rock, if you like just basic, you know, like, blue scales, and then, like, a little bit of, like, a wah-wah effect in the background, you know what, you might like this. If you're, if you're a boomer, you know what, dude, you might say, oh, man, music's getting way better nowadays. Thank God for eels. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't really care for this too much. And honestly, with that being said, my rating is not too bad compared to my little rant here because I, I gave it a 6 out of 10. It's not horrible. It just, I wish it did something new. It's the same issue I have with Silk Sonic. The same issue I have with a lot of these, like, retro acts. I just want them to do something new with old sound just like music always does instead of trying to just cash in on nostalgia i hear you uh so eels for me uh the only like (laughs) the only thing i know eels from that i would never like have known if i didn't look it up is that uh he actually has a couple songs uh in both the first shrek and second shrek movie uh, for the first one being My Beloved Monster, which was the scene where uh, Shrek and Fiona were kind of, like, having their little thing where, like, you know, they made the balloons out of the frog and shit. And, like, it was just that kind of, like, the weird instrumental and, like, and, like the really calm, mellow vocals. Uh, which I, I actually like that song. That song's pretty cool. Along with, in Shrek 2, I Need Some Sleep, uh, which obviously was featured in the scene where Shrek, you know, is, like, you know looking at the whole like oh the fiona charming thing you know it was like right before that uh both songs are pretty cool you know i don't mind that and going into the album i was like okay well if it's anything like that i guess i'll somewhat have you know enjoyment for this um and also speaking of uh big discographies uh this is his 14th album so there you go getting to the uh, double digits there as far as the album itself goes, uh, this one was the weakest one for me this week. Uh, I 
couldn't tell you anything memorable about this album, but it does have one of my least favorite music tropes, and that's just like this weird lyrical content thing that is found in Strawberries and Popcorn, where it just like, you're obviously singing the song and it has maybe some sort of metaphorical meaning or whatever. I don't know, but, like, it also sounds very random. Like, I almost want to call it, like, random lyrics, you know? It just feels like that a lot in that song, and I fucking hate that when artists do that kind of shit, where it's just, like, swimming down the scene, drinking all the clean, with the girl, then we go to the diner today. I'm like, I don't I don't know. I, I... Um, what the fuck are you doing? What does this mean? I don't know. There is an album that will be coming up soon that we'll be talking about, and I'll bring this back up, that has quite a bit of that. No spoilers, but that particular album is definitely making my top five worst albums of the year because of how just fucking awful that is and just, like, the singing and shit, too. So, to be continued on that one. But, uh, yeah, that was just a little filler here for this portion because I don't have anything else to say about this album other than it was boring, repetitive, and, I, yeah, that's it. It's, it's a 5 out of 10 for me. Uh, not too, too bad of a rating, but it's still not fun. So, if that's your thing, though, if you just want to find some weird alternative indie music, I mean, I, hey, go, go to Eels. Why not? Uh, but, yeah, that's all I got. Trent, take it away. So, Eels, uh, I'm on like the same fence with Sebastian on this. I gave it a 6 out of 10 as well. Um, I thought it was, it was pretty chill. Uh, I didn't catch like any of the tropes or whatever because it really just kind of like went away in like a blur. Um, but I will say, I didn't mind his voice. He's got a great voice. Uh, the whole like Shrek thing, though, <laughs> um, looking it up, I'm like, wow, that's kind of funny. It's chill. Got a good voice. Uh, some of the weird instrumentals were kind of good. Um, six out of ten. Leave it at that. Good shit. All right. Uh, moving along. It's got a new album here from Big Thief, Dragon, New Warm Mountain. I believe in. So Big Thief. Never heard of them before. Prior. Uh, this is their fifth album. Uh, looking at the time length of the album, I can tell you right now, I was almost dreading getting to this album. Uh, at a whopping 80 minutes. Uh, pretty sure this is the longest one of the week, too. Yeah, for this week, this is definitely the longest. Um, and I had a feeling it was going to be some sort of, like, like folky kind of thing or whatever, you know, and it's exactly what it is. But you know what? I, I really enjoyed this album. I actually thought this album was really nice. It was really sweet, very mellow. Um, you know, I just kind of, like, wish... That a lot more folk and or country, I'll throw that in there, sounded like this. It just, there's a nice appeal to this kind of uh, style of music to me. I couldn't really tell you a specific song that I liked because uh, it's mainly the whole album. You know, I didn't really save anything specifically. I just let the whole thing play and like worked and everything. And like, it was, it was a great listen. You know, I was very pleased with everything from this album. Um... The only, like, ne- I have a couple negatives. I mean, there's obviously, like, a couple songs. So I was like, well, okay, you know, it was, that can pass by, but it wasn't my favorite. And the length of the album. I mean, like I said, it's a long album, but, like, there's 20 songs, you know. So, like, it, it kind of makes sense. But that I, I could have just done a little less. But nevertheless, it's 
It's a good album. It's definitely worth checking out if you want to look into some folk. Uh, I would give it a seven and a half, you know? Like, it's also not really something that I would particularly uh, find myself continuously going back to, but would I own this album? Yeah. Would I listen to this again? Sure. If it came on, why not? You know? Nothing wrong with it at all. So, yeah, seven and a half for me. Take it away, Sebastian. So, Big Thief, uh, Dragon New Warm Mountain I believe in you. This is a pretty cool album. Uh, I will say the biggest issue I have with this thing is the runtime. Why does everyone and their grandma want to be the next, like, fucking Dream Theater or, like, Epica? Because, Jesus Christ, I am tired of sitting through these, like, hour-plus-long albums. And it's not like it really hurts the quality. It's not like these songs are really bad or anything. Far from. It's more of just... I don't want to be sitting through this. I had the same issue last year with Donda and CLB, two albums that did not need to be as long as they were. Obviously, those were way longer than this one, but, like, Jesus fuck, man. Um, Yeah, I I like this album quite a bit. I really do like the singing on this. Uh, It kind of reminds me of, like, Wakshahati. She has kind of, like, a really, like, yodel to her voice or really yodel she has like a yodel to her voice and i really like that i think it's a cool little touch and then not to mention i i don't know what to call this theory wise i don't really know this uh much about theory and stuff but like i really enjoy how it's like super just untimed un uh focused on uh patterned music in the beginning of some of these songs and then it'll like turn into like a really uh organized track from there if that makes any sense like it'll start off like super messy and like deranged and then turn into like this really cool like folky uh kind of mix and i i really like that it just it just shows that like i don't know it just it it, it's a little nerdy thing that i really with so yeah uh other than that, I mean, I don't really have too much to say. A lot of these songs kind of just are one-to-one to me. Uh, the lyrics are really folky. They're really well-written. Don't get me wrong. They have a good amount to say. I just don't really have too much to say about them, sadly. Uh, it's just, it's a very long-winded album. I don't want to go too long-winded myself describing it. I'm going to keep this one fairly simple. Uh, 7 out of 10. I... Liked it, it's just the runtime really killed it for me. Yeah, I hear you. No problem, though. Uh, Trent, go ahead. Yeah, Music Corner 7 for me. I didn't think I was going to like it because the folky stuff I usually don't freaking like. Um, <laughs> as we saw with, like, uh, um, oh my god, what the hell's their name? Jesus Christ, Lumineers. Um, I couldn't think of... Uh, what the fucking band was uh but no uh i like this one uh i like the kind of like i don't even think it's like a fucking hodgepodge of whatever folk stuff but i i enjoyed it i think my favorite line i can't oh my god what song was it um was uh spud infinity that's what it was um that was the the song and the, (laughs) the lyric from that was ash to ash and dust to dust uh a dime a dozen aren't we just but a dozen dimes will buy a crust of garlic bread like it sounds better when the fucking singer says it but i i thought it was funny um 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, overall, the length did kill it a little bit, like Sebastian said, with like prog stuff. Like we love that stuff. However, this is a little bit different. Um, but yeah, still seven out of ten for me. I think they did a great job. I might come back to this album if I need something as like a little pick me up because I did laugh a little bit here and there. Uh, some of the lyrics, uh, the one from Spud Infinity, really was just the one that stood out to me. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I it was funny and it was great. Hell yeah! All right, well. We got one more album to go here, and it is by the artist Corday and his album From a Bird's Eye View. Take it away, Trent. Yeah, we get to my least favorite album of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you thought the hot takes weren't going to be in this album, you're wrong. Um, no, I gave it a 4 out of 10. Um, the beginning wasn't bad, like the beginning few songs, but towards the end it really just dulled out. Um, even with the features being at the end, you know, like Lil Wayne, uh, and I can't think of who else was on there. Um, fucking Stevie Wonder. Uh, but like the, the ending was just all, um, it just, it can say it wasn't for me. Um, the only reason I know Corday is what, who called it? Uh, J. Cole called him out on one song, I think. Oh, did you really? Um, I actually didn't know that. I think so. I think it was was 1985, I think, was about uh, Corday, or 1995, something. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I think that was a, it was about him or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, just, just, nah. His voice isn't bad, but some of this, like, like, this was different than, like, kind of, like, regular, like, rap stuff, but it was just overall... Not not my favorite. So four out of ten. I gotcha. Uh Sebastian, go ahead. I will say I did enjoy this album a fair bit. Um it really didn't re- it didn't do too much for me, uh sonically speaking. It's a very uh just beat by beat, just pretty okay rap album, honestly. Um with this album, I will say the features on this, I was so pleased with. Uh, normally, I don't try to, like, make the features all about the whole thing. But, like, man, you got fucking Gunna on here throwing some good bars. You got fucking Little Wayne throwing out some good-ass bars. You got Roddy Rich in this bitch. Um, got Freddie Gibbs as well. Just a lot of really good ones. And even uh, her as well did a really good job. The only... Feature, I will say, though, was uh, just a bit, how should I say, just not good was Eminem's feature. I, I know I'm a huge Eminem hater, and it's just more because I just think the guy is just overrated as fuck, and I just can't stand a lot of his verses because his lyrics just fucking suck to me. Uh, pandering aside, yeah, I did not like his feature on this at all. It's not even due to his lyrics or anything. It's just whoever the fuck mixed his voice made it sound like he was talking like this slowly, like away from him and then moving it back in as he would get like louder. It it just I don't know, it's really just poor audio choice there. Um maybe I guess it was like a remix kind of thing. I don't know. But I will say I do like this album just throughout. It doesn't really do anything too crazy. It just kind of I don't know, it's there, and it does its job very well. Honestly, this is a good 7 out of 10 for me. I just, I fucked with it, but not not too much, not too crazy. 
Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, this one I really wasn't vibing with either. I did, however, like the first few songs on here. Um, was it uh, Gene Michael, Super, and uh, later on uh, I did like Today with Gunna on there. But yeah, everything just felt very boring about this album. There really didn't seem like anything that fully appealed to me after uh, hearing Today. Um and it sucks, too, because the features, yes, I mean, like you guys said, there's some all-star features on here, you know, Lil Wayne, Her, Lil Durk, Freddie Gibbs, Stevie Wonder, Eminem, Roddy Rich, uh, Aunt Clemens. But even then, the, to me, like, I guess they, you could say that they carry the track, but it's not enough for me to, like, want to save the song, you know, or even have anything memorable about the song, which sucks because, like, you know, I really do like Freddie Gibbs. I really do like her, you know. They're very talented artists, but I don't know, just very underwhelmed with what they had to offer for the table. And that might not even be their fault, you know. Maybe that was just how, like, uh, their part was written, you know. And if it is, so be it. But it definitely takes a toll on how I feel about this album. Uh, the, the beats and stuff overall were fine, like, throughout the entire thing. I can't really complain about that. It's just... I don't know, his, his rap flows, eh, just really didn't do anything for me. So, with that, I gave this album a 6 out of 10. Probably not going to go back to it, but, yeah, it, it's whatever, you know. But alright, we are finally done here. We are on to our album recommendations. Um, Trent, go ahead first. So, uh, I was going to do this uh, last week, but I forgot. Um... I went to go see Ghost recently in Cincinnati. Um, actually, they just released uh, a new single for the new album, 20s. So there's that one. Uh, but a band opened for them, not Volbeat, because Volbeat, honestly, it's just another band on the list to say that I've seen. But the band that came before them was called Twin Temple. And my God, I've never heard of them before, but they're so good. Um, and the song that really got me was uh, the song Let's Have a Satanic Orgy. Um, now, don't let that fool you. Uh, they have like a a weird like, I don't know, like 60s swing type of sound. It's really weird. It's like a... I don't know. It's, is it like Ghost where like their aesthetic doesn't match quite what the music is like? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Like they had like we saw like the banner and everything it was Twin Temple and the two T's are upside down crosses and all this stuff. And there was like this like uh, altar with like these chalices and shit on it and like all this stuff. And we're like, what the hell? And they come out and they got like a berry sax, a keyboard. And it was just so, so cool. Um, and yeah, I should go check them out because honestly, they should have had a longer set. You know, they only played like three or four songs, which I was very sad about because everybody was like, yeah, I'd take that over Volbeat. Um, but no, Twin Temple, amazing band. Let's have a satanic orgy is a great song. Um, fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> Good shit. Um, I got one that's kind of an interesting choice for me because you really wouldn't expect me to say this considering uh, when I did Album a Day last year, I kind of like, you know, bad mouth. I shouldn't say bad mouth. I didn't like one of the albums from them that I did. But uh, Arctic Monkeys, uh, we're going to do their debut album, Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not. 
Uh, this one was recommended to me by a friend. And, you know, it's Arctic Monkeys. And when I listened to that, uh, was it the AM, FM album or whatever that one was called? Uh, yeah, other than, like, a couple songs. Or, no, I'm sorry. It's called AM. It's just called AM. Other than, like, the one or two songs. I know uh, Are You Mine was, like, the only one I really liked. Uh, that was it, you know? I didn't care for that album at all. Especially because it has just, like, that bluesy garage rock style that I'm not really too fond of but thinking that it was going to kind of be similar with the debut i just kind of went into it like all right whatever let's just see what we're getting ourselves into but it's actually a really good album like there's actually moments on here that like mostly from like an instrumental standpoint like they got some really cool instrumental moments that they have on this album and just look at the wikipedia thing for it, like the genres i just it's it's just laughable to me it's just garage rock revival post-punk revival and post-brit pop are just some of the genres here i'm like sure let's just throw post and revival in there all we want why not um, but yeah, I would, I mean, I would categorize this as alt rock if you just want a general direction and it's, it's really good. Like I highly recommend this album. It just got a really nice flow to it. Kind of wish that like they stuck to this sound, but I mean, Hey, mainstream success and everything, you know, AM, I, I get it, you know, but whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not is the album. Definitely check it out. And Sebastian, go ahead. Okay, so before I get started, I have two ready just in case. Did we talk about Atrocity Exhibition yet at all? Anybody? Oh, we we, we definitely have. We totally had to have. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Danny Brown. Oh, shit. I know, I know I've even talked about it before, but like... Yeah, I it's, think so. It's still a great album, no matter what. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? <laughs> no, no, I'll throw, in, I'll throw in something. I'll throw in a song more than an album, um, because this is by far just one of the best just flow rap songs I think I've ever heard, and I just found out about it from a YouTuber I watched called Alpha Media. Um, he, he, he's kind of just like a very like dry music guy and I, I like a lot of his shit, but he recommended this song to his audience called the last huzzah remix by Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. Uh, he just gathers one of the greatest ensembles of features I've ever seen. Like this, this kind of rivals, like the song really dope by Danny Brown or like even monster by Kanye, not even in names, but just in sheer firepower and lyrics like Lord. Oh my God. Just every single, every single, uh, what do you call it? Every single artist counts. So the first one is one second one says two in the beginning of the verse and then three and so forth. And then uh, this song features not only LP of run the jewels fame, but also Danny Brown as well. That's also why I wanted to talk about this and as well as atrocity exhibition, but like, yeah, this was probably one of the, like one of the coolest LP verses period. Uh, I, I never really liked LP as much as um, as Killer Mike from Run the Jewels. I've always thought LP was great. You know, he's definitely, uh, he pulls just as much weight. But this this verse right here, man, the guy flawlessly counts to 16 while rapping. 
in the most seamless way. It's not like he just straight up says it in the beginning of his verses. He starts by doing that, but then straight up changes it. So he'll just go like four pigs in the variety hour oinking it up. And then from there, he'll go seven continents. And then before they ate it up, and then the government issue nines are pointed at us and then tend to mop up these motherfucking zombies, you know, like, holy shit, man. This is one of my favorite verses just from a rapper, period. And I just was not expecting this. And also, of course, you got, you got fucking Danny Brown in this bitch. <laughs> like, like, dude, I... I just, I love this, man. I, everything, everything Danny Brown touches is just certified a banger. Like, honestly, like, I think, uh, so this, I don't know why I've just been bumping a lot of his shit this week, but after listening to this one in general, I've just been on such a big kick, and I, I don't know if this uh, downward spiral will stop, no pun intended. But yeah, if you guys haven't checked this thing out, man, you just owe it to yourself if you are a rap fan to check out the last huzzah remix by Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. This thing is pretty lit. I'm not gonna lie. Good shit. All right. Well, there you have it. That's been the week. Sebastian Trent, as always, thank you for joining. Yeah. <laughs> we will see you guys in the next episode. This has been a musical university awaits, and we are signing off.